Everybody, thanks again for tuning in to the Let's Talk podcast. Uh, joining me today, I have uh, Charter Nicholson. Um, actually, uh, funny story about me and him: we 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 met through a mutual follow on uh, Twitter, well now X, uh, and so uh, it was started to uh, you know talk back and forth, uh, kind of created a almost a competition to see who could get monetized the quickest. It was him. Um, and so, you know, it's been, it's been, was it? it's been fun. Uh, what's that? I said, was it though? Cause like, I think, I think you sure did. I think you, I think you hit like it the day before minutes. me. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure. So I'm, I mean, I'll take credit. No, never mind. It was me first. Wasn't him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, see, as you can see, you know, he's, uh, yeah. Fun, fun guy. You know, it's it's been uh, it's been really cool uh, being able to use this platform to sync up with uh, people that you meet online. So it's uh, uh, you know he he posts a lot of investing stuff, uh, but he's also a blue collar worker. If you can't tell already, uh, there if you're watching the video, uh, he's got his he's got his work coveralls on. Um, so you know I, I've got my hoodie on, but you know he's he's actually at work doing the doing the hard work. Uh, so. You know, without further ado, Charter, I'll go ahead and uh, let you introduce yourself as well. Uh, try to keep we'll 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 talk professional uh, in a bit, but you know, kind of give everybody at you know on LinkedIn. This will get posted on LinkedIn, on on Spotify, all podcast apps, but also on Twitter. So anybody <laughs> that follows you there, will kind of give them a personal personal view of uh, what makes Charter Charter. Yeah, man. Uh, well, first off, Travis, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed getting to interact with you over the past couple months. Um, the monetizing thing, I, I'm pretty sure we monetized within like a couple of hours Probably. of each other. Like it was not, it, it was crazy how how close <laughs> it was. But um, my name is Charter Nicholson. I run the Blue Collar Investments page on X and TikTok. I've got a little bit of short form content going over there. I'm married to my wife, Brittany, of five years. We have three children. Uh, I am a retired bomb disposal technician uh, from the United States Army, uh, currently an automation engineer at a uh, steel mill. Um, I, you know, I've worn a lot of hats. I've made a lot of mistakes over the years, and it's just kind of led to where I'm at now. I just, you know, no formal education or anything like that. It's just been me making dumb mistakes along the way, and somehow it, you know, turned into a semi-intelligent person in my, you know, middle adulthood, I guess. I, I, I love that. And, and I, and I like that there's someone, especially in the investing space on, on X, that, that is a blue collar worker, because I think that it's, it's a great message to be able to, you know, you're living it your, yourself, you're living it for your, your kids, you're living it for your wife, but a lot of people out there you know, may also want to start getting more into investing and maybe in your situation where they're in the blue collar world. And you know, I think, uh, unfortunately, it's been taught that those in the blue collar world, they just don't know much about the investing. And, and I think that um, being able to show that that stereotype isn't actually true, you can do very, very hard manual work. Um, but then you can also, you know, you can uh, eventually live a life like one of those tech moguls. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that. I wish um, I I have a lot of blue collar uh, people in my family. Um, I, Pretty much everybody on my wife's side, you know, they're in construction, uh, running, you know, semi truck drivers, and and so it's uh, I wish that 
that thought process that you have was a little bit more heavy, uh, in, you know, in my immediate family as well. So it's, uh, I, I, I think it's a great message. And uh, so you talk about, you know, making a lot of, a lot of mistakes over the years. Um, but, you know, it kind of, it sounds like things are, are going right for you. So I, I like that, but uh, you know, along, along this entire journey for yourself, what, what do you think has probably been, let's, let's start with, um, the biggest mistake that you learned the most from? Ooh. So right out of the military, I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. And so I took the first job I could get. And I was actually selling cars for, uh, I'll just say it's Hendrick Motorsports, very popular, uh, you know, uh, car dealership. And they also have the NASCAR team. Um, and so they are, you know, your typical bosses you hear about, like, hey, my boss wants me to have an expensive car because it's going to force me to sell more. Um, and they were like that. So the day I walked in the dealership, they're trying to force, not force, but they're trying to shove a brand new challenger, a brand new charger right down my throat, yeah. just, you know, get me hooked. Um, and I eventually fell into it. I bought a 2000 in 2014. I bought a 2014 RT challenger. Oh. Um, love that car. Yeah. Had a great time in it. Um, but 11 months later, I bought a 2015 Dodge Ram Eco Diesel. Okay. And then okay. uh, I got into Respect. an accident with it not nine months after oh. it. And nine months after I bought the Eco Diesel, I bought a 2016 Dodge Ram Bighorn four-wheel drive, fully loaded, everything else. So within, you know, 18 to 20 months or so, I bought three brand new vehicles. Oh, that sounds, that sounds like me. Um, and while I was, yeah, so while I was working for the dealership, that was great because they were paying like $500 a month of my car payment. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. But Ultimately, you know, I hated that industry. Um, I am a people person and I'm a very honest person, but I'm also, I don't like being talked down to. I spent, you know, eight years in the military. I've I've got a lot of self-respect, like you're going to respect me. I'm going to respect you. And, you know, I transitioned out of selling cars and moved into the service department. And the bottom line is people that go to the service department are never having a good time. Yeah. And so it was just miserable day in and day out. So when I left the dealership, uh, I went from having like a $200 truck payment to a $750 truck payment. Oh, wow. And uh, it was fine, but it set me up for failure on my road to, in 2019, I filed for bankruptcy. Okay. And uh, so buying those three cars is what, that, that is what set me up for the bankruptcy. And, uh, you know, just a lot of bad financial decisions from the point I got out of the military on. And then when I got married to my wife in 2019, my finances changed significantly. And she couldn't find a job when she moved down here. And, you know, I went from being a single guy to a married father of yeah. two. And then we ended up getting custody of my brother-in-law. And I, it was, it was like, I couldn't put food on the table. So that's what led to my bankruptcy. And that's kind of what started this whole blue collar investment thing. Um, you know, I, I took a, a step back and looked at my finances and we just started over our uh, started over from square one. Yeah. But that's definitely going to be my worst money mistake was buying new cars. That was the trap that got me. All right. Yeah, no, I think, you know, I, I think that that's a, that's a mistake. A lot of people still are doing it. it they want, they want the flashy, flashy new car. And, you know, they, they, they want it until they realize that that's a, you know, six six hundred dollar to twelve hundred dollar a month payment, and and that can, um, yeah, and I and I think that, 
that's definitely the case for uh, the, a lot of the younger generation. I, I was I was the same exact way growing up. I I I started with you know, Jeeps. I was always always a Jeep guy, but always wanted you know, the, the next the next newest thing. I, you know, I it had to be new. Right. Um, and you know, it, and it wasn't until we had our first child that I really I really I. I I wouldn't say that I, I I was fully healed and that I I finally realized the error of my ways, but that definitely, uh, and I think that's a common that's a common story nowadays too. Is a lot of people start wising up when they have kids because, yeah, you know, like you said, it's uh, more mouths to feed and 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 it's not just a mon- monetary stress. It, and I hold this view, you know, as a father and as a man, is uh, it, it's the it's that mental stress as well because in my mind the man's Wife can't have a job, obviously. Uh, my wife's got a, and my wife's a teacher, a freaking amazing teacher. But in my mind, the man is the one that's supposed to take care of those things. And so, it's, uh, you know, it, it, and unfortunately, I think that that leads to a lot of the marital issues. And so it's, it's, there's a lot of stress, extra stress that I don't think is talk, talked about as much. And, and I, and I think that that's okay to talk about. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, and when you're so young, uh, you know, that that's normally when you want to make your make your mistakes, but as soon as kids, you know, and a wife are, are brought into that, it's uh it's time to it's time to change. And I I so I, I love that. So that was probably you know uh, yep. you know that was a, I you know I think that was a great rundown kind of uh, why you have the mentality you have now. Um, so let's talk about your military career. Uh, what branch did you serve in? Uh, served four years in the United States Army and then four more years in the United States Army Reserves. Okay. Now, uh, what did what did your you know go kind of go through from day one to when you when you left you know, duty? You know what kind of what was that process uh, for you like? You know did um, so yeah. What what were you doing yeah. when you were enlisted? Um, so I started off as um, I joined the army um went straight into boot camp um the reason i picked the army um is because the army is one of the few branches that allows you to go directly into eod school bomb disposal school okay um so i ended up uh just becoming a bomb technician right out of uh boot camp oh wow um went to my unit 2012 that's when i finally got to my unit because it, it took you know i joined in august of 2010 and didn't finish up with my schooling until January of 2012. It's a very, very long, very, very hard school. Oh, sure it is. Um, so went through all that. Um, went on. I was in Afghanistan in 2013. We went to Afghanistan for nine months. Saw a lot of action. Uh, learned a lot about myself. Um, but in the nine months that I was there, you know, kind of made me realize that. You know, maybe the army wasn't for me. And then ultimately, um, I ended up losing uh, my best friend in Afghanistan. Uh, he was my first team leader. And when that happened, that really put things into perspective for me because, you know, he left a very young daughter and a wife. And I, at that point, was single. It was just like, I don't know that I want to do this and have a family. Like, this is just, yeah. I, I don't think this is going to be what's right for me in the long run. And obviously I wanted to make more money. You know, military members don't make much money. Yeah. So 2014, I got out. Um, I ended up reenlisting in the reserves, just kind of keeping it on the back burner. Um, But really started my career towards that. And I 
didn't really do much in the reserves. I just kind of kept it there just to, you know, keep being in the military as a, you know, kind of like a, you know, just like a safety net in case I just wanted to have easy access to go back in if the civilian Mm -hmm. career didn't work out. Um, And then ultimately, it's crazy, but I ended up actually becoming an engineer because of the gym. Um, I don't have a formal education. That's intriguing. (laughs) So as uh, you and I have discussed this before, but so I'm a competitive strongman. Um, My best friend owns a gym and he owns a gym close to where my was living at the time. And he posted a Facebook marketplace or not Facebook marketplace, but he posted a Facebook ad for his gym. And I saw it and uh, reached out to him, and I started working out with him. And at that time, I was uh, I was still working in the automotive industry. I was working at like BMW or something at the time. Um, and him and I were like building the strongman apparatuses together. Okay. And just spending a lot of time together. He's like, dude, you're really good at some mechanical stuff. Um, you want me to see if I can get you an interview with my company? We're looking for a mechanic. I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, but him and I hadn't really discussed my bomb disposal background okay. and my actual background with robotics. And he was working he was working for a robotics company, uh, but he was a controls engineer, um, which controls the basically the machines that tell the robots when they can do what they're supposed to do. Okay. And so I went and met with the CEO, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, whatever, you're a mechanic, I get that. I'm more worried about this uh, EOD background. Tell me about this. And so I started telling him about my background in robotics, like dealing with, like, you know, disarming bombs with robots in Afghanistan. And basically he was like, look, you're smart enough to do that. Um, I think you're smart enough to be able to program robots and uh, teach people how to program robots. So I'm going to give you a shot. And so he hired me. And a week and a half later, I was teaching people how to program robots at Mercedes Benz. And oh, that's really, that's awesome. worked my way up, became... Yeah, so worked my way up, um, became the senior robotics uh, engineer at that company, and ran Mercedes-Benz training department for about two years, um, and then my wife and I ultimately decided to move back home, so I had to leave that job, but that's how I actually got into engineering, was strongman. That's, wow, yeah, it's it, so, it, it's fun here in the chain of events, you know, one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another, so, you know, you, 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 growing uh, up, networking you know, is powerful, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so growing up, you know, you you did the you know, car dealership, uh, and, and and you know you you served in the military uh, before that. So it's you know it it's uh it's a, you have a very um very colored history. I like that. It's it's it shows a lot of depth to who you are, yeah. and, and you know kind of it, it gives it just gives people a better understanding of who you are, and that's what I, oops, I mean to smack the mic. That's that's what I wanted. That's what I, I created this <laughs> podcast to really show, you know, anybody with a, you know, a public yeah. facing persona, um, just an ability to really showcase more who they are. Uh, so what are yeah. you, where are you at now? What are you currently doing and what's a typical day to day look like for you? So I'm currently working for a company called new core steel. It's a very good company. Um, I, uh, I am an automation engineer for them. So what I do is we don't actually have any robots here. Um, basically program machines to make liquid steel. Um, so I write uh, code in a language called ladder logic. Um, 
you know, I, I can write code in a couple of different languages, but mostly what I do is ladder logic. I do a little bit of uh, Python coding for some of our uh, screens okay. and stuff. Um, now, Python, I know. It's a hybrid position. Yeah. So, but it's a hybrid position. So, like on Wednesdays, we have our down day. So, the entire shop goes down for 12 to, you know, 20 hours. And during those 12 to 20 hours, uh, well, most of those 12, during those 12 hours, uh, I will do some code changes if they're needed but mostly i'm an electrician so i'll go out and actually get hands on and work on the machinery and stuff like that so it's kind of cool because as nice as it is not to go out and get dirty you have to go out and get dirty and do everything else you know it can get really boring sitting in an office just you know doing math on my whiteboard and you know writing code and everything else it's nice to be able to go out there and actually get my hands dirty and work with my electricians and work with my mechanics. It makes me a better software developer because I know what I'm actually having to physically program. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. I, and I, and I, and, and I, and I agree with you that, uh, you know, time spent behind a desk, you know, I'm a desk jockey. I, I spend pretty much most of my day to day behind the desk, but being able to get out of the mundane and get your hands, you know, I, I'm only getting my hands so dirty. My my getting my hands dirty is is deciding to to be creative and make a podcast and do some video editing and stuff like that. But right. but you know you can only sit behind and write so much copy. Um, but you, you know you got to get those creative juices going. And you know with with you just being so hands on, you know, yeah. uh, showing showing everybody that especially that you still have it. You know you you know exactly what you're doing and and yeah. and taking pride in that just it it, it shows. It shows the importance of your character uh, and the fact that you're you don't want to just sit behind it. You don't want it easy. You, you want to actually get your hands dirty. I I, I love that. So, uh, you know, we talked about you know before one of the biggest mistakes that you know you made maybe you made that you learned from. Uh, what what's the what's some advice that you can give to someone uh, you know that's starting out in the blue collar industry. You know, maybe they're a little fresher. They don't have as much life experience that you do. You know, what's what's maybe one to two things of advice that you could give to someone um, to better prepare them or maybe something that you wish you could have told yourself when you first started? So first and foremost, I'd tell them to look to your left and then look to your right and realize you're not in competition with them. Um, you do not have to own the same things that – these guys that have been working for 20, 30 years home. You don't have to have the brand new bass boat. You don't have to have the Chevy 3500 uh, Duramax. You know, you don't have to have the, you know, 6,000 square foot house that your your wife wants when you only have like one kid or so. You know, you, you don't have to have all of these things. Um, you know, if you live well below your means, you're going to find that your life, your quality of life is just so much better when you're not having to stress about money, making payments, you know. So that's the first thing I would say, you know, don't, don't over, don't overspend what your uh, finances are. Yeah. Um, the next thing is with blue collar, you have the ability to advance yourself without formal education at every time. A lot of these companies don't care about my education level. What they care about is my experience level. Yeah. And so if you have the opportunity on a job site to learn something, learn it, you know, get, get a notebook. I carry one around with me and it's just full of notes. I mean, you know, I, I take notes all the time. My, yeah. My phone is full of notes. I carpool with the guy and the guy I carpool with has been an electrician for 25 plus years. 
and he'll be talking about stuff on the way home, and I'm just sitting there texting on my phone, filling up my notes, just listening to it because I can't remember everything he says. So right. you know, don't be afraid to slow down and be like, "Hey, could you repeat that?" Because I didn't quite get all that, and write it down. Yeah. So you, the cool thing about blue collar is a lot of the guys that go into blue collar learn in a very hands-on matter, and you are nothing. You're in nothing but a hands-on environment for you to thrive in if you just apply yourself. Yeah. I love that. And what's uh, you know, and maybe someone that is looking into you know, because I got, I want to, I do want to talk about the investing side too more because I think that that you're a great resource for that. And obviously, nothing on this podcast is financial advice, so uh, you know, don't don't come after me no. uh, <laughs> for anything that may be said. But what's uh, just a word of, a word of advice? Maybe someone that let's say they are they are they they have decided because I would never I would never. Uh, I would never suggest people invest or invest at any kind of significant level unless you have most of your other things taken care of. So let's just assume it, it is someone that is living below their means. And while they may not have a ton every single week to invest, they do have they do have enough to at least start. What's maybe one thing that, again, you maybe you would go back to your, your younger self when you first started investing, a piece of advice that you would give on that side. Um, well, first of all, like if you have access to a 401k, get your employer match. Um, always, always do that. Um, low fee, low turnover rate uh, index funds are what I like to do in my uh, 401k. So like something that mimics the S&P 500 is always a great one. Um, if you're early on, I say, you know, don't even worry about bonds or anything like that, especially if you're in your 20s or early 30s. Um, but you know, the other thing on that, too, is I, I, I see this all the time. And like that, I, this isn't talked about near enough, but I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard over the past couple of years that, yeah, I'm going to take some money out of my 401k to buy some of this hunting land or something like that. Like, no. don't touch your 401k. Don't do that. When you put money in your 401k, you're allowed to touch it at 59 and a half, not a minute before that. Yeah. Like that, that's the one thing I wish I could tell more people um, that it's just it's so it's just okay for everybody it seems like that I talk to for them to take money out of their 401k or take a loan out against their 401k just don't do that don't do that yeah. um, if you don't invest anything past your 401k but you're maxing out your 401k every year by the time you get to 50 55 years old you're gonna be okay you really are for for most people um, especially if you're living in like the rural south, that you know that money can take you a long way if you don't you know lead an extravagant lifestyle but other than that if you want to you know invest in a taxable brokerage account or something like that i really like low-cost index funds really like low-cost etfs you know you don't have to get into day trading or do options trading or anything like that um you know a lot of that stuff requires a lot of research and if you're not investment oriented it's probably not something you need to be you know getting involved in Completely. you know if at first glance you don't understand it it's probably not going to be a great strategy for you yep i've found that um the more simple an investment strategy is and the less hands-on it is the more likely you're going to be to succeed with it yeah i i always say uh, invest in what you know yeah that's kind of how i approach everything too is you know that's my personal i pretty much only invest in Companies that I buy product from, that I uh, work with, they I, they either sell my product or or I buy their product for my product. 
know, so it's uh, yeah, I try to stick is right. You know, that's how I, that's what's always worked for me. And I made my first stock purchase in 2005 when I graduated high school. Uh, so you know, I I I, I would okay. say that's that's where I learned my I learned my biggest financial mistakes on the stock market, especially early on doing penny stocks okay. you know, in the early 2000s. That was uh, yeah. that that was not when to uh, to to play uh, to play yeah. loose, and I did. Uh, and so, but it's I, helped me. It's helped me learn. Um, unfortunately, I had to lose yeah. a, quite a bit of money. I, I still, you know, I look back and I'm like, I, you know, that didn't make or break me. Obviously, I'm still here today, but gosh, I would have loved to have still had that money. Yeah. But I learned my lessons. It's uh-huh. it's created a it's created a good portfolio for myself that me and my wife can be comfortable on. So you know, I I, I love that. So in closing, right. let's we'll we'll go ahead and uh, you know close it out here. I, I always. <laughs> I always end it with the guest uh, giving a, a a little glimpse into who you are when you're not when you're not on X, you know, posting when you're not at work working. Um, obviously, we you know you're a family guy, so you're with your family. But is there anything that you do? You know, it's kind of like just your thing um, that kind of just helps you cut off from the world and just kind of reset. You know, whether you do it on the weekends or just whenever you can find time, especially being a dad of three. You're, I know you're busy. I'm a dad of two, yeah. and I'm super busy. So. What's what's you? I'd say one of your biggest hobbies. Um. Well, I guess so. I've got three hobbies that I do all the time. So strongman being the one we've already covered that. Yeah. Um, during the summer, uh, I'm a surfer. Uh, we go wake surfing uh, in the Tennessee River. Uh, nice. That's cool because my board is big enough to where I'm teaching my kids to surf. So I get, uh, you know, I get to put my daughter and my son on the front of the board, and then we're out there surfing and having a great time. Um, and then I think you and I have talked about this before, but I'm currently doing a resto mod on a 1985 Dodge pickup truck. Yep. So I've still got some of my mechanic stuff that I'm dealing with right now. So just finished the paint job on that truck. We're starting on the motor swap now. We got to get pulled the motor on it. So those are the big three things that I do. I love that. Just I love that. Strong man surfing and building cars. It keeps me pretty busy, man. Oh, I'm sure it does. I I I, I had a, a 67 that I. Uh, I I just rebuilt everything uh, underneath the underneath the hood, and that thing took me. I see. I like I, I like computers and stuff. So I figured, oh, you know, cars. You know, it's a bunch of parts that go together, and it's definitely not that simple, folks. Um, so in doing what I did, where it, <laughs> it would have taken someone that's competent probably a month, it took me like two years. But it was just one of those things that whenever I had off time, yeah. go in and tinker, put in new alternators and and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I love that. The it's uh it's cool i especially like the 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 surfing i i you know i've i've never never done it never done like wake surfing either so it's uh yeah that's that's fun so that you know that's great 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 way to end it um i appreciate you coming on charter it's uh it's great to talk more in depth with you and to finally actually have a conversation with you um yeah other than x can you be found anywhere else and and any any links for him i will also include in the show notes uh, my TikTok is the same as my X handle. Um, I'm starting to do a little bit more short form content there. I'm not quite ready to branch into podcasting yet. Maybe one day down the road, but uh, you know, my TikTok, I, I put out a lot of the same information that I do on X there, and it's you know, it gets it, it gets kind of fun. We're able to track like my camping trip and everything through that. So I, I, I've enjoyed that. I love that. Yeah, awesome, y'all. And I'll make sure that's on the show notes and everything. So, Charter, thanks for joining me today, man. I'm I'm glad to have you here. I think your guest five or 
six when this comes out. I, I, I can't remember, but you know, thank you for being one of my single digits. I really appreciate it, man. Have a great time. Enjoy your family tonight and 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 have a good night, man. All right. Appreciate it, Travis. Yeah. Thanks for having me, bud.